been 80 days since um, so the situation necessitated a cabinet reshuffle. 80 days since the ANC's elective conference. Uh, that is when uh, Fakile Mbalula was elected Secretary General of the ANC. It's a paid-for position in the ANC, so technically he could not be a cabinet minister and a office bearer with and in the ANC at the same time. It's also been years uh, since the it's necessitated the uh, uh, move for cabinet reshuffle after Ayanda Lordlaw uh, left cabinet. It's also been 26 days since the president announced in his State of the Nation address that he would be appointing a minister of electricity. And last night, President Cyril Ramaphosa finally announced his new look cabinet. He apologized for the long delay, blaming it on uh, procedural issues, making sure that the changes that he was going to be making, particularly when it comes to the new electricity uh, minister, that it met constitutional muster. Uh, He also said it was not about overruling the executive, but instead filling Vacancies. Professor Zwenzima Ndevu is the director of the School of Public Leadership at Stellenbosch University. Professor, thanks so much for joining us. Was it worth waiting 26 days since State of the Nation? Was it worth it waiting 80 days since the ANC's elective conf- uh, conference last night's cabinet reshuffle announcement? And good morning to your listeners. Certainly, it does not the wait the wet the wait. Uh, I think we waited longer, and we were hoping that the president would realize we need competent people that could be able to deliver in the executive. And uh, the fact that it changes and the anticipated changes that gave us hope that we get a new executive or new people uh, in the executive that would be more energetic that would deliver better. I would remember some of the are even uh, were even uh, vacant for longer, such as the Minister of uh, Public Service and Administration, who resigned somewhere in June last year, and he was, the position was not filled. So I don't think uh, Do you think that there was too much expectation created by the President himself during his State of the Nation, saying nothing about simply filling vacancies, almost giving an intimation of a cabinet overall. But that wasn't to be last night. Or was this maybe just the internal pressure, the thoughts, the fears of South Africans that something drastically needs to be done to solve the various issues in South Africa, load shedding being top of mind, corruption, crime, unemployment, the rising cost of living, living we feel, as South Africans, that overall is in need or is needed. The president saying last night, no, he was there merely just to fill vacancies. Your thoughts, Professor? The president always created an expectation that he would, when given an opportunity, reconfigure government. And the fact that his own political party came from a conference where they elected new leadership, that gave him an opportunity. So the expectation from the public uh, was realistic in the sense that the president always said he's going to trim his cabinet, uh, which did not happen. He actually increased his cabinet by two ministers yesterday. So the expectation was realistic because we have a government that is not 
town. We have a country that is in darkness. So we wanted to see changes. Uh, unfortunately, we are having the same, we remain the same challenges uh, with the same ministers uh, and nothing has changed. Uh, the president said in 2018 that he was trimming the cabinet. Um, uh, there were 36 ministers in a previous Jacob Zuma government, cut that down by eight ministers to 28. But last night, the president saying, I actually need to increase the size of cabinet. I need to do work within cabinet with the creation of the electricity minister with the uh, uh, the sole minister looking after monitoring performance and evaluation he says once that is done i'm tasking treasury to look at how we overall streamline government just take us through the process how do you increase a cabinet to downscale it in, 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 in the future. How is that possible? Or is this, or is the method in, in the president's analysis? We first need to do a overall intensive uh, analysis of the various or- organs and arms of state before I can announce maybe in a second term, if he does come back for a second term, that we're going to streamline and create a fit for purpose, uh, cabinet in South Africa. I think this, unfortunately, this does not work like that. You don't increase a system to reduce it. You actually work uh, intentionally to reduce it from the off. What we have seen is a president uh, that continuously fails to take bold decisions because this was an opportunity for him to take a bold decision to trim uh, government. There was no reason to increase uh, government in, uh, in such a way. There is no reason, for example, to appoint a minister of electricity when you have two ministers that have actually failed, the minister of state enterprises, the minister of energy, that have not made any intervention to deal with this crisis of energy. You are appointing a third person to work on that particular area when there are two people that have already failed. You are also adding a minister of monitoring and evaluation uh, when that could just be a component in the president's office. You don't need a ministry. You really need a component in the presidency that will specifically deal with performance of government department and ministries. Uh, So I don't think that uh, there is logic in what the president has done. Uh, Paul Mashatele, the new deputy president, uh, a, a heartbeat away from the presidency. He fulfills the roles and the duties if uh, the president is unable to do so. What Cyril Ramaphosa had been able to do with David Mabuza as a pre- as a deputy president was to keep him busy, essentially neutralized as a political opponent. David Mabuza, a former key figure, particularly in the ANC in Pumalanga, what the president could do is simply keep him busy. The only job of the deputy president is to do the task that he's instructed to by the president. That is the constitutional mandate of the deputy president. But in Paul Mashatili, a man who has aspirations himself, the man who is also said to be very, very close to personally in terms of the EFF and what this could mean for a 2024 government following an election. Is Cyril Ramaphosa going to have the ability to neutralize Paul Mashatili as well? Or does he, is he going to be kept busy over the next 18 months, keeping half an eye on his deputy president in the East Wing of the Union Buildings? 
The fact that the president took so long to really appoint uh, Paul Mashatile shows that there is lack of trust between the two of them, or the relationship is not good. Uh, certainly, they have do two different characters, Mashatile and Mabuza. You'd remember Mabuza has a history of being uh, the back office person, the person who's not in the limelight, who always comes out with big strokes uh, from nowhere, so sitting in the back and uh, just making bold decisions. Paul Mashatile, uh, I think, certainly has ambitions to one day lead the country and the ruling party, so he would not... uh, be sitting in the background and doing things in the background. We will see an active president. I suspect would uh, deputy president. Sorry, I suspect would he would play the role uh, that Mbeki played when Mandela was the president. He would uh, look for a niche area where he would make a, a, a contribution in within the presidency, and he would not be in the shadow of the president. Mm-hmm. I think it will be difficult for the president to just uh, monitor him and ensure that he puts him in his place. Professor Zuelanzi Mandevu, Director of the School of Public Leadership at Stellenbosch University. Your thoughts, 21 446